0: Welcome to the Digital Story Experience, a podcast made by university student storytellers. Tune in and indulge as guests share their stories based on a different topic in each episode. Enjoy the podcast where not one story is the same as the other.
1: Hello. And welcome to our podcast, where we will be talking about what we would do with an undo button. On today's episode, you'll hear four different interviews that range in topic from summer jobs that became toxic to learning how to forgive ourselves for our past. While being able to use an undo button may not be a reality, today you'll hear how these individuals would use, or not use, their undo button to alter an event in their past. The first interview is my own. I talk to Chelsea about how she would use an undo button. Chelsea delves into a story about her first university summer job, where she was routinely harassed by her boss. I am Emma, and I am here with my friend Chelsea. We've been friends since fifth grade. Is that right? Yep. Uh, let's get right into it. So. Do you want to tell me the story of a time you'd wish you had an undo button? Absolutely. So my story starts about two summers ago. My first full-time, like, university summer job. So like, the yeah. first job I was looking for for, like, the full four months. And I knew a bunch of people, like, well, a few years older than me, they're like, do manual labor. Like, it sucks. But you make so much money. But you make so, so much, much money, money. in the exactly. box, like, it's worth it. And I was like, all right, I can do this. And I had someone who was like, you should work, like, municipalities. That's where it's at. Like, they pay you so well. I'm like, on it. So I managed to get myself a job. I still don't know how I got it. (laughs) And I'm so nervous. Yeah. No relevant experience. Like, I'm going into this completely blind. Like, I have no idea what to expect. I was partnered with the woman who was responsible for emptying garbages and cleaning outhouses. yeah so that meant that my summer was dealing with excrement of many different types <laughs> and it was so bad I remember when you found that out and oh, it was like I flipped like yeah. I did not have like everyone I called laughed at me I was like yeah. shrieking in my car yeah no I, I couldn't gone. have done it so no. like hats off to you I mean thanks I still don't know how I did <laughs> yeah you get so like almost immune somehow but in like the worst way like you're sticking your arm into an outhouse toilet yeah. and then like you're looking at your life like how did I get here mm-hmm. or like you're telling people the different types of like garbage cans like <laughs> and your favorite type of garbage can and yeah. you're like when did I when choose I... Favorite? Yeah. garbage cans like do I also have a least favorite now like, like. Does, and now like i can walk up to a garbage can and immediately assess how easy <laughs> it is to change like, that was like the job yeah but if that had been all i was doing i, I wouldn't want to undo that like yeah it was an experience and you made a in, ton of money made a ton of money met a bunch of really good friends yeah like, that i'm still in contact with just job wise did the job kind of suck yeah but i could have handled that like yeah. that was something that i could have handled what was a little bit what I wasn't expecting was being routinely harassed by my boss Mm -hmm. and I don't use the word harassed lightly I recognize that there are a lot of women who are put in situations in the workforce that are incredibly uncomfortable but I after doing a bunch of soul searching and talking to a lot of adults in my life I've decided that that is the most accurate word I can use to describe my experiences. Yeah. From him choosing me as his favorite in ways that were oddly father-daughter relationship yeah. but also weirdly sexual, hugging me from behind and, like, and, like liking to giving hold you my shoulders. And, yeah. Like, weirdly physical, and, like, he was constantly choosing jobs that would keep me back in the shop with him. Yeah. So it would be, like, just the two of us for hours. And I was doing his work. Like, I was drafting budgets and hiring contractors. That's so weird. Like, not in my job description at all. No. <laughs> Your job was garbages, garbages and garbages. Right? <laughs> Who would have thought I would have missed those? Yeah. But he was not afraid to hit things. He never hit people, thank goodness. Yeah. But he was not afraid to hit things, and yelling was one of his favorite ways. Mm. And because I was his favorite, it meant that whenever I did anything outside of what he wanted me to be doing, not only was he angry, he was disappointed. Mm. Um, at one point, I was dragging a ball diamond, mm-hmm. which... Was, I guess, an add-on to my responsibilities. I didn't get to do it very often, but it's a, basically, you start in the middle of the ball diamond driving. Okay. Uh, it's essentially a quad, um, side-by-side quad, but yeah, without, like, the roof. It's a gator, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you start in the middle with, like, this big, med- like, metal mesh thing behind you. Like, it's, um... I don't know how to better describe it. Like a net almost. Okay, yeah. And you start in the middle of the picture's map, and you just drive in circles. Just to, like, make the diamond? Just to make it look nice. Okay. And I had to do that for six diamonds on the days when I got to do that. Mm. So by the end of them, you've been driving in circles (laughs) for almost two hours. Yeah. yourself in the dust. Yeah. So it was on my last diamond, and I was finishing, like, my last pass, and the person who had trained me told me to get as close to the fence as possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Um and I was turned around to watch the drag behind me because I turned the corner pretty tight and I was worried that it was going to get caught in the fence. Mm-hmm. And while I was distracted, um, we rounded the corner and and I hadn't turned the corner quite tight enough and the tires stuck out by about two inches on mm-hmm. each side of the vehicle. And I bounced the tire. Oh, off I do the pole. remember this. So I damaged the fence a little bit and I immediately stopped. Yeah like, Panicking like did I break something? Yeah, up, I look at the vehicle. It's mine Like I can't <laughs> keep like, the fence <gasps> looks fine The vehicle looks fine Coming back to the shop to go do my next job Like I finished that and I think I was moving on to garbage or something. Next. Yeah, like oh, I always had a list of something. Yeah that I needed doing but as I passed the shop all of a sudden, the vehicle starts pulling hard to the right-hand side, oh, and I was no. like, "Are you kidding?" The one tire has like flopped off to the one side, mm. and so the tires no longer move together. So I like I'm not far from the shop, so I immediately turn around and I go back. Mm-hmm. I like I go get my boss, and I show it to him. First, he flips, yelling at me, "Are you f- stupid? Ugh. Like you're such." a like, what did you do? You broke it. Like, it's you wrecked the machine. Like, yeah. what did you do? Like, it's your fault. So, after he's done that, he has me inside filling out the incident report form for what had happened. because I tried to explain to him, and I was like, I was going so slow when I did it. Like, that's yeah. why I thought I was fine because I'd slowed down to take that corner. As everyone else, like all my coworkers, start coming back in, he starts mocking me in front of all of my coworkers Ugh. about this is how fast she claimed she was going. And, like, can you believe, like, she broke it? Then just to cap off what was a truly terrible day, he has me washing his personal truck, cleaning his personal vehicle. When he comes in, like, I'm done. I've been yelled at. I've been humiliated. Oh, yeah. It's been a 10-hour shift. And then he just stands there and he goes, Chelsea, I'm just so disappointed in you. Like, I feel like I put a lot of trust in you as an employee. Like, I give you responsibilities that I don't give anyone else. And, like, I really just feel like you betrayed that trust with me today, like, I really thought better of you. And I'm standing there washing his truck trying to figure out what the proper response is to such nonsense. No, and, like, you never asked for any special privilege. You never asked for him to trust you. No, I didn't. Like want special privileges. And that is just one example of what was a terrible summer. Yeah. So I guess if I could undo something, I would love to wipe all of his horrible behavior <laughs> off that like yeah if I have to undo all of it I would undo taking that job and like figure something else out with my yeah. but like if I could just undo whatever it was that chose me to be his person yeah or, or even, even just like him as your boss in right? general insane yeah no and we were so close to reporting him we were ready to report yeah. him and then I talked to my parents and I talked to my aunt and I talked to all the adults in my life, and they were yeah. all like, Don't, don't say anything. It's not worth it. He'll blacklist you from the industry. You won't get a reference. Just keep your mouth shut and leave. And I was like, I, I well, think I need to report. It was fun fra- because it was at the end of the summer, right? Very so I think everyone summer. was more just worried about you. You had made it mm-hmm. through. So I think ever- it wasn't really anymore about no. like, I don't know, it wasn't really about for them it was I should keep my head down and finish it and just get out of here with a with a clean record. Yeah. He'll say nice things about you, that's all that matters. Whereas exactly. for me it was I don't want this to I happen had to, to another girl last this. summer. Like ne- exactly. next summer. He's been doing this for eleven years. Yeah. He's in his early fifties. He has another ten years left in him. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I would undo the fact that I didn't report him. I don't know if I'd undo the whole summer. If I could just undo his harassment, I would. Just undo him from the equation un- If I could just general. get rid of him. But yeah, if I, there's a lot of things about that that I would undo if yeah. I could, but understandable. Life did really give you like an undo button. Mm-hmm. Do you think you would have used it already? Like as a kid? I think I would have saved it. I'm one of those people that like they're playing video games and like they get something cool will die so many times i'll get stuck for weeks but i still won't use that thing that yeah. because maybe i'll need it more next time exactly so like, i think I'd, I'd like to think i would have saved it yeah but you never know what's coming i feel like if it was me i probably would have used it really stupidly as like i don't know like a 10 year old uh-huh. in like elementary who like a guy laughed at me oh no undo it i have to use my undo Just button erase it all yeah and like and honestly, kind of makes me sad because, like, I wish I was the person to, like, save it and use it for, like, uh-huh. oh, if I saw somebody get, like, run over by a car, right. just press the undo button. But, mm-hmm. like, it's also, like, I don't think I would have been thinking of that as, like, a 10-year-old. Well, I also don't think that if I saw someone get run over, my first instinct wouldn't be, like, I'll just undo that. Like, I would live <laughs> yeah. like, the trauma for a good while and then be, like, oh, wait. I think, oh shit! I can get rid of this. <laughs> Hold on. Here we go. Oh, All right. Yeah. Well, let's deal with this now. No, and regret is such a big part. I think of like shaping who you are. Oh yeah, finishing. and and like learning mm-hmm. and. Anyways, That's a lot. I think we can end it here. All, All right. right, you're good for sure. So thank you, Chelsea, for letting me interview you about your undo button. For sure. <laughs> so thanks again. Of course. No, it's been good. It's been fun. Yeah, Uh, as fun (laughs) as talking about some of your biggest regrets can be. Yeah, exactly. Great. Thank you,
2: Chelsea.
1: The next interview is done by Kayla. She talks to Haley about what she would do if she had an undo button. Hayley explains how life's absence of an undo button is actually very important because it is our past mistakes and hangups that shape
0: us into who we are. Hello there, my name is Kayla, and today I will be interviewing with my friend Haley. So hi Haley, how are you today? I'm great. How about yourself? Pretty good. So thank you for agreeing to do this. And you, of course, did the consent form and all that beforehand, so I appreciate that. So, the topic today that I'd like to talk to you about is a topic called undo button. So, basically, this topic is if you had a moment in your life that comes to mind first, what would that be that you could press the undo button and just re- redo that entire moment? Or undo it, I should say.
1: Um... Well, when you sent me this topic, I was pretty interested in it. And I kind of was thinking more about it. And I had like a few undue moments that I was like, Yeah, do you know what, if I could go back in time, this would be something that I would at least change or, you know, kind of either just take a different route in it. But when it came down to it, I was kind of leaning more towards not undoing any of it. Like, yes, I regret some of the things I've done just because either it hurt people or I wasn't putting my time towards like the important things in life that I kind of learned afterwards that were important but if I wouldn't have done that you know I wouldn't be where I'm at now so if I would undone and press the undo button then I wouldn't have learned a lot more about myself than what I have.
0: So going back to that that the fact that it Make, it kind of shaped who you are. I think you were hinting at that. So do you think if you had pressed the undo button for that moment, would it have affected you in becoming a different person than you are now?
1: Um. Yeah, I definitely am leaning more towards that way just because, yeah, I think everybody has regrets and we would want to change a lot of things. But whatever I lost out on or I didn't appreciate or kind of wish I did differently, it taught me that I needed to appreciate the things that I had or kind of helped me grow more because those times were mainly difficult or it was a time where I was hurting as a person. So I don't think I'd be as resilient and I would care a lot more about what people thought of me, whereas now I feel like I'm way more just wanting to live my life how I want to instead of worrying what everyone else is thinking.
0: Yeah, definitely. Perspectives definitely change over time. That's for sure. Especially from high school to when you graduate, it's totally different.
1: Oh, for sure. Like even just looking back and being like, oh, that was such a cringy, awkward moment. I wish I didn't say that or do that. But I mean, no one really thinks about it now. Or you you think people care way more about your life than what they actually do.
0: For sure. You definitely think you have a bigger fan base than you actually do. (laughs) Sure. So what detail of a few of those moments that you wish you could have like re- redid makes you wish you could redo it? Was it the actual moment itself or was it the aftermath of how you feel now?
1: I think it was more the aftermath of the situation. Like, yeah, sometimes you would get in a situation it was hard at the time, but it was more the after effects that kind of got to you or as a person, it kind of wore you down um but all those situations were either really hard to handle or just like brutal on like your character made you analyze yourself more but I kind of think that growth happens during these hard times so as a person you are you know just becoming better and excelling in that sense just if everything was easy we wouldn't have many experiences and we wouldn't be able to give you know like later on it won't be able to give my friends good advice or know what it's like to feel those things when other people go through it
0: for sure and definitely the aftermath of like kicking yourself in the butt afterwards definitely, <laughs> for sure. definitely makes you feel that way yeah you kind of
1: have to hit rock bottom once in a while <laughs> yeah
0: so how did that moment affect you in your life, if at all? Do you think it shaped you in any way? Or do you think it just makes you flashback when you make future decisions?
1: Well, it's you definitely do think about that because since you already lived through it, you're like, okay, well, I've done these mistakes, so let's not make them again kind of thing. But kind of how I said before, um, it makes you more resilient and leaning towards I didn't care as much what people thought of me anymore so it makes you want to live your life the way you actually want to be living your life Um, as well as I think as a person I became more understanding and forgiving when other people you know did me wrong in my life or made mistakes
0: so I have one last question for you Um, how often do you think of those moments would you say so do you think? of them as a learning experience when you do, or do you think of them in other ways?
1: Um, I think I do reflect on them quite more than everyone else does. Just I feel like if I have a quiet moment, I'll kind of start thinking about the past and things like that and just, I think it's more based towards did I make the right choices or like what path would I be on if I did something differently? So I think it's quite easily to get wrapped up in those ideas of, oh, if I did this different, like, would I be here? Would I be happier or would I be sad or, you know? So um, I think just thinking of those moments kind of make me, A little bit anxious and uncertain about my future because who knows, in another five years from now, I could look back at what I'm doing now and be like, oh my gosh, I was an idiot. I wish I didn't do half these things, right? But I think we can't really dwell on the past just because, in the end, it is going to hold you back a bit too much. Like you always kind of have to be looking forward. If you're looking back a bit too often, it kind of makes you stagnant in your life and you just have regrets later on, anyway. So, Um, If anything, I do think more often about like people I've hurt or things that I I could have spent time better with more people, you know, like people pass away or your friends, you aren't always friends with them. So I think it's more of importance of looking at the time and quality of time you have with those people.
0: Yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like even the small moments that you think about and reflect on, they can be just as monumental as big moments like moving for school or choosing a college to go to it definitely reflects on your character as you grow and it's kind of weird to think about like where you would be if you made one decision differently
1: great like kind of how you said if you make one decision like say for school wise like say you're going to McEwen right now what if you decide to go with U of A like half the friends that you met at school you wouldn't have met like little things like that makes such a huge difference. So you wouldn't be doing this project if you went to U of A.
0: Exactly. And you think about like the the movies where they talk about different timelines of yourself in different lives. And it's kind of surreal. It's kind of like, wow, that could have been a thing. (laughs) Well, that was all my questions that I had for you. Thank you for doing this interview and agreeing to meet with me. Yeah, no problem. It was a pleasure.
1: Ruth hosts the next interview. She talks to Jay about what he wishes he could have used an undo button for in his past.
2: Hello, this is Ruth, and you're listening to another segment of the undo episode. I'm here with my guest, JH. Welcome, and thanks for being here.
3: Hello, this is JH. Thank you for inviting me.
2: So our topic for the show today is undo. Undo. Where we're going to talk about something that we wish we could go back to and change from our past experiences. Do you have any stories you could share?
3: So many things come to my mind. Um, But if I can go back and do undo things that I've done, I'd like to go back to my 10th birthday.
2: Why your 10th birthday?
3: So I lived a wealthy life growing up in South Korea. My parents owned a successful construction company and anything I or my sister wanted, we got. I had over 200 mini cars, 30 different BB guns, and buckets of Legos in my room. Uh, When my sisters got older, they wanted to move to New Zealand for university, but my parents didn't want my sisters to go by themselves, so they moved the entire family. It was all planned out. My parents kept some of their businesses running in Korea, so we could have a steady flow of income.
2: Sounds like quite the plan.
3: Yeah, the first year in New Zealand was great. I was attending a top private school. We bought a brand new car and moved into a large 7-bedroom house. Everything was doing good. My family played golf every day. And for a while, I was even training to become a professional golfer.
2: What happened to your golfing career?
3: I couldn't continue. The following year, South Korea's economy collapsed in the 1997
2: Asian financial crisis.
3: Our construction company went bankrupt and we lost our only source of income. My parents weren't prepared at all. We were living in a foreign country and they couldn't speak any English. It was a new chapter and challenge for our family.
2: What kind of challenges did your family have?
3: We really had to cut our spending. So the first thing was moving into a smaller house. We started with a 7-bedroom to 3-bedroom and later to 2-bedroom. My sisters and I always had our own rooms, but within a year, The three of us were sharing one room. We sold all our toys and furniture in a garage sale. It was a tough time. I don't have any childhood photos because we lost them when we were moving from house to house. My parents did their best, but it was difficult for them too because they never lived this kind of lifestyle before. They came from a wealthy family and never had to struggle.
2: How did your parents handle the change?
3: I think they were doing their best. My parents were looking for a job, but they couldn't find anything. I remember my mom wanted to make some money. So when she found out there was a big football game, she cooked enough kimbap and pork leg for 300 people. And we headed down to the game together. When we got there, she overheard something about a food handling permit and license. There was no one else selling food outside of the stadium, so she was scared. She couldn't even open the food basket and ended up sitting in the car. She never had to sell anything like that on the street before, so I think she was embarrassed.
2: That doesn't seem like your mom.
3: Yeah, now she doesn't care. She'd be the first one out there selling food. (laughs) But back then, it was a little different. She was still used to her wealthy lifestyle. That day, we ended up selling nothing and brought all 300 kimbap rolls and pork leg back to the house. My mom didn't want to throw it away because it cost quite a bit of money. So she froze all of it and ate it over the next two months. So I can say she tried.
2: How were you handling it?
3: Uh, I wasn't taking it well. My 10th birthday was a good example. I always had a big birthday parties with 60 to 70 friends. My parents always bought a lot of food, McDonald's, KFC, Mr. Pizza. Back when I had birthday parties in Korea, Western fast food was a big deal. Some of my friends never had fast food and the only time they had it was my birthday. All my friends brought lots of gifts and my parents gave me everything I wanted for my birthday.
2: Birthday seemed special to you.
3: Yeah, it was special, but my 10th birthday was different. We were already financially struggling, and we moved to the smallest house we had ever lived. My parents had no jobs, and all our money had dried up. There was nothing my parents could do at the time. When we couldn't afford the cake, my mom made a big batch of fried rice with an egg on the top and wrote the words happy birthday Eugene" ketchup. Her fried rice was my favorite, but I was young and naive. When she presented the fried rice as a cake to me, I yelled at her, where's the cake? I hate fried rice. I want a cake. And I stormed off into my room.
2: How did your mom respond?
3: Uh, She didn't say anything, but I remember a few hours later when I came out of my room, I saw my mom in the kitchen, standing over the fried rice, and in tears. I still can't forget that moment. If I can go back, I would love to put a smile on my face and tell my mom thank you for the best birthday cake and give her a hug and eat the entire fried rice on my own. As I'm getting older, I realize how hard it is to put food on the table and it's the worst feeling when you disappoint your kids. I know that really hurt my mom. I wish I had never done that. I want to tell my mom that I love her and that I really appreciate everything that she sacrificed for our family.
2: Although you can't go back to undo that moment, I think we can all sense that you love your mom even more because of it.
3: I. I'm trying my best to be a good son.
2: Is there anything else you'd like to add?
3: Uh, i just like to add that my birthday is next week, Wednesday. I still don't like birthday cakes, but I like birthday gifts. I'll just leave it there.
2: OK, well, you heard that, everyone. JH's birthday is next week. Make sure to send him your gifts. Thanks for listening.
3: Thanks for having me.
4: The
1: next interview is hosted by Luis. Luis talks to Jesse about what she would do with an undo button. Jesse explains that she wishes that she would have put herself out there more in social situations and about how her battle with social anxiety has made this more difficult. The pair also discussed forgiveness, specifically about forgiving ourselves.
4: My name is Luis Caturo, and this is my take on having an undo button.
0: Sometimes I'll start a sentence, and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it a long way. Like an improv conversation. An improvisation.
3: My stupid mouth has got me in trouble. I said too
5: much again
4: It's rare for me to feel my soul except for when I tell a joke that doesn't land or say something inappropriate those times I can feel my soul leave my body it's not intentional it's just that sometimes my words come out sounding different from what it was in my head it makes me wish that my life was some sort of a video game in which I can go back to my last safe spot and be able to restart of course this is a very small misstep and it happens occasionally to everyone We know what it's like to be on both ends of the conversation, and usually have a sense of grace to save each other. However, it feels different when the feedback is only from within ourselves. Like when you have to make a decision when you have to do what is best for yourself, but you don't know what that looks like. There are also times in our lives when it feels like life has been split into clear before and after, through circumstances that are out of our control. My friend Jesse and I discussed the struggle of having social anxiety and the internal monologue that comes with it. What did you think about the question when I first mentioned it to you? Well the first thing I thought of was my awkwardness
5: (laughs) and how like when you feel anxious in a social situation you kind of say whatever first comes to your mind and then So I've had situations in class where I felt really embarrassed after like answering a question or asking a question because all of these like thoughts flood your mind, like do people think I'm stupid because of that? Does my professor think I'm dumb? And so yeah, I've definitely had like multiple times when I just wish I could go back and change what I said, or just not say anything at all. I have been tempted to ask a question in class before, but just didn't, because I felt really anxious at the time, and then someone else will ask the the same question I was thinking of, and I'm like, yes, thank you. I understand now. I, I, I don't know, I would much rather just go up to a professor and ask them a question instead of like asking it in front of the whole class. The slight thoughts in the back of your mind saying like, oh, you just sounded stupid or kind of like always there when you have social anxiety like I do. Um, but I feel like for example, after I've been in a class like all semester and kind of feel more comfortable, then I won't be as anxious and I'll I'll tend to speak out out a little more, but for example, like when I first started in this program, I like never talked in class because I just felt so uncomfortable because I didn't know anyone. I didn't know any of the professors, but once I sort of like started meeting people and once I knew that the professors were actually really kind and like wanted you to talk in class. No matter what you were saying, I felt more comfortable. I think as an introvert, I tend to like read people's nonverbal cues a lot more than their verbal ones. And so I kind of get a sense of who someone is before they even really like say anything. And I definitely, I'm a very like observant person as well. So when I'm just like sitting in class, I kind of just look around and kind of like see what kind of people are there. I kind of wish that I took a year off after high school instead of going right into university because like I hate to use the word wasted, but it does kind of feel like I wasted two years of my life kind of like trying to figure out what I wanted to do when I was like in an arts degree. Um, But at the same time, like being in university and taking those classes, like helped me figure out what I wanted to do. Now I'm in communications, but which I love, but like obviously I wish I could have just like gone right into comms and I wouldn't be a year behind.
4: (laughs) If you had taken the year off, what would you have done?
5: You know, like it sounds a lot better than like it probably would have been. Like I, at the time, like after graduating high school I was working in retail. And so I would have just like continued working there and I guess just try to figure out what I wanted to do. So who knows, maybe I I could have ended up in the exact same position. So like speaking of undo buttons, like I kind of miss the time when there was no social media because I feel like it's just changed everything. It's changed like how we interact with people, how we think of ourselves. And it's just completely changed like the social dynamic of everything. And I mean, that's not even just social media, but like phones and like other technology in
4: general. Since you had social media pretty early on in your life, do you think that there's stuff that you had posted in the past that maybe you're not even aware of anymore because it doesn't represent who you are now?
5: Yeah, um, I was actually thinking about that a while ago. Um, because I went through a phase where I sort of just like deleted all of my social media. And so like the, that Facebook account that I had that like ever since I was 11 years old is now gone. Like I have a new Facebook account that I've had for like a couple years now. And so like, thankfully all those like embarrassing photos, <laughs> like those picnic edits that everyone used to do, those are gone. I guess, like, I don't know, they might be out there somewhere, but, yeah, and I've had, like, just, I've had, like, a few Twitter accounts here and there that probably have some really embarrassing stuff on them that might still be out there,
4: I don't know. Do you ever look at your old outfits and you're just like, oh, I don't know what I was thinking? Oh,
5: all the time, like, so, you didn't know me when I had bangs, so I literally had bangs from the time i had hair until like a year ago <laughs> that's quite the commitment i well, so when i i think i was like 12 no 11 or 12 i finally moved to the side bangs i remember like looking in the mirror and just like pushing them to the side and being like wow <laughs> this is it <laughs> and so i had side bangs up until Well, I think I started growing up my bangs like a year
4: and a half ago now. Would there be some stuff in your life where you would want to rewind to? Because it was, um, I don't know, maybe you would want to experience it again. Yeah, um, I think
5: I would definitely want to go back to like my teen years. Because I just feel like I spent a lot of my teen years like worrying and like I was really anxious about the future and that's like also when I developed my mental illness and so I mean so with that being said like I wouldn't want to live it exactly the same like I think I would want to like put myself out there more and just stop worrying because I always kind of think that like because like I have anxiety and depression I kind of like missed out on certain things because I was just like too scared. I was really scared to go to like social events and stuff like that.
4: In the beginning of my conversation with Jessie, I asked her what she thought of when I mentioned an undo button. She made me think about what it means for me too. It's been a few days since I recorded that conversation and I've had time to reflect. To me, an undo button means that I have taken an action in which I regretted the outcome and I would now like to change that outcome based on the information that I have learned. It's also not just about the outcome, but also the feedback from others and how it will affect them. Like I mentioned earlier, most of us have the grace to forgive others when missteps happen. Sometimes it's hard to forgive ourselves from the decisions that we make, not because we are unkind, but because we expect the best from ourselves at all times. We do the best with what we have, and occasionally we have to learn the hard way. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to my friend Jesse.
2: Well I'll keep on moving. Things are bound to be these days. One of these days. Thank you for listening to our podcast. But before we sign out, we want to give a huge shout out to our guests Chelsea, Haley, J H, and Jesse. Make sure to tune in to our next episode as we move on from our regrets to finding hope.